0: I would text this friend and she would not text me back forever, months. And then she would randomly text me asking for help. And guess what I would do? Jump to text her back because it was this desperate need to connect with her. And I just realized I did it over and over and over again. And then she would disappear again when she would get what she needed from me. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret, I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast, I'm Breanne davis Gant. Today I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave? Or those lighter or funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Join me each week as we take a deep dive into one subject, exploring the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Get ready for a more focused and revealing journey into the human experience. It's a new chapter of Secret Life and I'm excited to have you Come along for the ride. Today, we are talking about dun-dun-dun, shitty, long-term, toxic friendships. Ooh, those, you know those friendships we keep around for a long time because we've known them for 20 years, or we've grown up with them, or they just, you know, they've been our best friends since childhood, or we've been through it all, and they've stuck around, or blah, 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 all that effing fucking bullshit. Okay. Here are the signs of an unhealthy friendship. And I want to talk about this because with a lot of my clients, after we clean up their love partnerships, you know, the dating, the marriages, we always, it goes to the family. We hit up the family, like how is it codependent with the parents, with the mother? Is there enmeshment? Is there emotional incest going on? We look at the family relationships and where we clean that up. And then lastly, it's the friendships. The friendships are the last hurrah, the last one. And it's the hardest. Even for me, friendship breakups are the hardest. They are the most difficult. They're the ones that have brought me to my knees. I mean, I can't even tell you how many bad friendships I have held on to just because, you know, I thought I couldn't live without them. I've been friends with them for so long. I thought I needed to get something from them, you know, because I was a user as well. Or or they felt like they needed me or we were just in it together, like ride or dies. Um, and I just held on to them or we've been through the trenches or, you know, name it. Um, But lately, a lot of my clients have let go of friendships and it's a huge struggle for them. And so I wanted to talk about this because it was a huge struggle for me. And it really happened, I would say, after five years of sobriety and sex and love addiction. That's when I started looking at my friendships. And it took a good five years of weeding out the toxic friendships. Took a long time to do that. The guys, it was easy. And then the friendships was hard. And the family, it took a long time for that too to clean that up, but the friendships was the hardest one. So here are some signs of unhealthy friendships. They are not happy when you are successful. They actually get irritated or they somehow make it about them or their moods sour. So notice when you mention if you succeed in something or something's going right and they then randomly get in a bad mood that happened a lot for me if something was going well this one girlfriend just all of a sudden would get in a bad mood and it was it would just become about her another number 2 they put you down or disguise comments as I'm being helpful or honest. I have a client I worked with for a while and I love her dearly. And her friend of 20 years loves to say things like, I'm just being honest. I'm trying to help you. I'm just dot, 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 fill in the blank. And I asked her, did you ask for her feedback? Is she your therapist? Is she, are you sitting there paying her to give you her opinion? No. No. So you didn't ask for a feedback. She's a friend. And one of my most healthiest friends of 15 years, when we call each other to vent or talk about something, we always say, do you want me to listen or do you just want feedback? So if you have a friend that always just tells you your opinion or she says things like, well, I'm trying to be helpful and honest, say to her, I didn't ask for your feedback. Can we... Um, can you just listen? That's a good thing to do. So try that. Okay. Let me do the next one. Let's see. They emotionally exhaust you. They vent all the time. But when you, you can't then reciprocate the conversation. So if you then try to turn the conversation of what's going on for you, they bring it back to them. So it's not an equal conversation of what's going on in your life. It's like they, I call it emotionally dumping on you. I also call it, which people hate when I call it this, which emotionally raping you, where they just literally dump all their shit on you. And you try to give them a solution, but they don't want the solution. All right. Here's the next one. They appear only for the good times and they're never there for the hard times. They can't hold, they don't have the emotional depth to be there for when you're going struggling. They just somehow just disappear. That's, that's one I see a lot happens for people that are struggling. The friends just disappear. They only want to be there for the good times. They are emotionally unavailable They often get angry when you say I'm sad or I have an emotion or can we talk or something you said upset me. They get angry. They can't hear you. That's a huge one of unhealthy friendships. Here's another one. They don't stand up for you. They stay silent and they will not defend you even to anyone. Even if you, you know, even if you're doing something wrong, they won't even tell you you're doing something wrong. So, they just can't even stand for you any way, shape, or form. So, those are some good signs of how a friendship is unhealthy. And I also wanted to, I have this information I really love. They're competitive. They, Their worst behavior comes out when they're with you. They're emotionally draining. They try to embarrass you in front of other people. That client, she would also... Um, her friend would tell her, you know, like she would mock her in front of her other friends or lift her up and then mock her two seconds later. Uh, You guys don't really have that much in common anymore. This happens with one of my old friends. Every time we would get together, we would just be reminiscing about old times and not our current life. We had nothing in common. Our political values were different. Our spiritual intimacy was different. We just didn't connect on a higher level in our adulthood? Are you holding on to the fantasy of the past? Those old childhood times. Um, your friendship doesn't respect your boundaries. If you try to say, hey, can you not say that to me more? They mock your boundaries. They say, oh my God, you're so sensitive. Oh my God, this is this canc- uh, cancel culture. I've heard a lot of those. Like Everybody's so sensitive these days. It's like, no, I actually have a boundary and you can't talk to me like that that's a huge one happening now they also enmesh and they become codependent with you another one of my clients right now is dealing with a friendship that said are you gonna leave me please don't stop ever being friends with me I need you you're so important to me and I made this face during our session because sometimes I can't control my face and she's like that's not good is it and I said no no one should need you that's not good no one should need you your child should need you until they become an adult but that's the only thing that should need you nobody else should need you that's called enmeshment that's called attachment too much anxious attachment no one should need you they should want you but they should not need you um another one is the friendship is not reciprocated so if i would text this friend And she would not text me back forever, months. And then she would randomly text me asking for help. And guess what I would do? Jump to text her back because it was this desperate need to connect with her. And I just realized I did it over and over and over again. And then she would disappear again when she would get what she needed from me. And then I and then I would like be upset and and talk to Mark about it and process it and let her go. I would think and I'd be like, okay, I'm fine. And I would see her and it wouldn't and you know see her out on social media and events or doing stuff. And I would be like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And the moment she would call or text me. I would be right back in the cycle. Oh, what do you need? How can I help you? Oh, she's reaching back out again. Oh, we're going to get our friendship back, blah, blah, blah. And then she would do it again.
1: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: And I did this, I kid you not, five years. Five years and it's because we were in business together doing stuff and that we were we were creating this thing bigger than us and it was like no she is an unavailable person an unhealthy friend and I was holding on to this hope that she was somehow magically going to be healthy and available to me and she wasn't she was never going to be it's not her fault it was my fault holding on to her having this hope that she was going to be different holding on to this past fantasy of our friendship when it actually was toxic, when it actually was about trauma bonding and what she went through and my information and what I provided from her or for her, what I provided for her and what she provided for me. It was a, it was a, a a relationship of convenience and it wasn't convenient anymore for her. And I was left pretty much ghosted at times. And I I realized I finally had to let it go. And that grieving process of a friendship is really tough. So if you feel like you're going through that now, I welcome you, to lean into the letting go process, to lean into realizing that you don't have to hold on to people just because you have a history with them. You don't have to hold on to bad, long-term toxic friendships because you're scared to live without them. Just because the history is there doesn't mean that they need to be going into your future. Your future actually could be beautiful, equal friendships. And this toxic old friendship could be keeping you from lovely connections of equalness. All right, let's see the other one. Um you don't have anything in common. Oh, you cannot have this is one of my favorite. You cannot have healthy disagreements. Oh my goodness, gracious. My favorite thing to say is we can agree to disagree. I'm sure you've heard this. So many people that I work with their friendships, they cannot disagree about something. And I'm like, "Mm, two people can come from two different places with two different backgrounds, filter information through their experiences and have two different opinions. And they can come together and agree to disagree and see each other's side and still don't agree and still move forward and have a friendship. Yeah, no, if it is an unhealthy friendship, and they can't accept that you disagree with them and have a different of opinion, that's not a great friendship. Because a good equal friendship is two people that do not always agree, but can move forward in the friendship with respect, compassion, understanding, empathy, and still carry on in a healthy way. Like here's an example. One client I'm working with, her friend is unable to accept that she has a different opinion. And she is literally like a dog with a bone, will keep attacking her in the most condescending way over text messages to get her point across. And I was teaching her how to communicate, being like, please don't speak to me like that. I'm not gonna respond anymore. How you're talking to me is not okay. I'm allowed to have my opinion. I do not agree with you. I don't want to hear your opinion anymore. You're not respecting what I'm saying. I will talk to you when you calm down. And they've actually not talked for a long time because her friend would not stop. And it's like, when someone won't even stop, when you tell them, please stop, you're not respecting my boundaries and what I have to say, and they keep at it, that is a clear sign of an unhealthy friendship. So here's what I like to call them. And I have little names for them. And I love it. So I'm going to share these little names for these friendships. So there's the blamer, right? blames you and others for everything that is wrong in their lives and they avoid responsibility so the you can have a friendship that's called the blamer i've had many of those they love to blame 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 then there's the complainer nothing in their life works but they do nothing to change it and their energy they dump it on you and their frustration on you then there's the drainer feels so needy in a conversation and it always revolves around them and they have no interest in you whatsoever they don't even ask how your life is they don't even want to know they don't they just drain you they just like i call them those are those vampires those uh energy rapers they just like drain you okay there's the shamer they belittle you, your ideas in front of other people. They convince you that their actions and how they speak to you is for your own good. Very good example of what I just talked about, about the friend with the text messages, that she is the shamer. She will shame you into what she thinks is best for you and convince you that her actions are for your own good. The discounter Oh my God, I love this one. Has a strong need to be right and it challenges every word to the point of exhausting you. And that's a friendship of 20 years. So can you imagine the discount How many times your voice is discounted with that friendship? So if you are in a friendship for 20 years and you get exhausted by that person, can you imagine how much you lost your voice? That's how I look at it. How long, how many years do you think you have lost your voice in that friendship? And then my last one is the gossiper. This is the energy that avoids intimacy and creates buzz around other people. What's going on with other people, other people, other people. But here's the thing. When a person gossips with another friend and they gossip, 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 there's no safety in that friendship because they're probably gossiping about you to somebody else. And it's a false form of intimacy. So when I talked with anybody that... They gossip about other friends or it's all based in that. I said, that's not real friendship. That's false intimacy. Try next time when you're hanging out with them to not gossip and see what happens. And that just happened the other day. She came back and told me we had nothing to talk about. Like we had nothing to talk about because every time she tried to gossip, I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about her. I'm really trying not to gossip. And we literally sat in silence and didn't have anything to talk about. It was so awkward. And so we started looking at the friendship and saying, is this a friendship I want? Is this, what do I get? What can I talk about next time with this friendship? And we made a list of questions to see, and we'll see. I'll keep you posted how it goes, but... This is a way you can label your friendships. I, I, I ask you, do these columns and put your friends in and see who lands where and then see if you have any healthy friendships. Put healthy at the bottom and see who's there. So there's the complainer, the blamer, the drainer, the shamer, the discounter, and the gossiper. And see, and then healthy friendships and see where all your friends land and see where you need to clean it up and change it. Or who you need to get rid of. Even if they're long-term friendships. Because just because they're long-term toxic friendships doesn't mean you keep them around. Because you got to look at your life and the energy in your body that you are holding. That is your currency. And if you're giving it away to toxic people, then you're taking that away from yourself. And what you want to do with your life. And you're depleting yourself. So that's my... That's my little exercise this week. Make a list of all those types of toxic friendships. See who's in your life. See if you have any healthy ones. See what you need to clean up. Thank you for joining me this week. It's so fun. And really look at getting rid of shitty friendships. We no longer need them. We are okay without them. Thank you for listening to Secret Life Podcast. I hope you love what we talked about. Let me know your thoughts for this week. Send any questions in, anything you want me to talk about that's on your mind. Send them to Podcast at iCloud.com. Until next time.